What's going on, everybody? You're listening to the High Performance Producer Podcast, where we give you the catalyst to enhance your music career and stop procrastination through actionable strategies. Join myself, Cody, and my co-host, Jared, on a journey to unlock your true potential and gain the skills of self-confidence, discipline, self-control, and the grit needed to optimize your musical journey. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the High Performance Producers Podcast, where I'm joined with my co-host as always, Cody. Say what up, Cody. Yo, what's up? What's up? And today we're going to be talking about how to grow your music network and just how to basically reach out to a team and base, uh, and your community and all the people around you to start growing yourself and start essentially saving you some time to become a little bit more productive in your workflow. Um, this was definitely a little bit inspired by Hoffy Beats and something that we talked about on the last episode on how he was talking about saving time and just being more effective with his using use of time by collaborating and by um, reaching out to people that were in his group of peers to start making more music essentially and then just piling it on and making sure that the cycle is just a continuous virtuous cycle for them and the people that are all involved. So I thought that was a really awesome idea and Cody as well definitely suggested that we talk about it. So we're going to be talking about a few tips for everybody on how to essentially, again, grow your music network. Um, the first one that we're going to be talking about today is working with the team and making sure that you have your you, you have a clear, unique value proposition that you know you're bringing to the table within that team. Um, and the example that I'm going to give for this, and especially because I'm a little more from an engineering background, is when you're doing like any sort of design or let's just say a, a product design or stuff like that, you can't do the entire project by yourself. You have to draw in from other teams and other people around and other resources from around you to actually finish that project. So when you're designing something, you might have a structural element of it that needs to be interactive with a mechanical or an electrical in my field. And the parallel to music in this is in production, you have to be able to draw from other people in your team in places that you aren't so musically skilled or you aren't so instrumentally inclined, especially for someone like myself, who's really only a drum player. A lot of the time, it's, e it's a lot easier for me to reach out to somebody who knows to, uh, how to play the keys or have a friend who knows how to play guitar. Or for example, Cody, who's killer on the sax and being able to use people uh, in, again, your network to grow as a whole because it's a win-win situation for everybody at the end of the day. If you're able to, again, be the producer, be the, the conductor of the orchestra in this case and bring everyone together to eventually come to a final product. So again, in the music example, it might be bringing the, the, the keys, the guitar, the bass player, all the people that are in the band and then you might just be producing it and putting together all the layers or adding your little spice to it at the end, whether that be arranging, mixing it, in my case, drums, in Cody's case, sax. Um, in Hoffy's case, who's uh, a lot of times keys or again, mixing or doing stuff like that. So again, people shouldn't underestimate uh, everyone around them and the, your peers and the people that you can look towards to not only get inspired by, but to work with and work together. And again, just continue to grow from each other and work in this cycle that helps one another. Um, and one person that I know that does this a lot is my friend and co-host, Cody, who started off um, when I first got introduced to him. He was just the guy from Chilled Samples. And then when I started to uh, look more into his background and understand all the projects that he was actually involved with, including, including Crystal Grid in particular and a lot of his solo project, 
under Summit One and a few other things, but I'm going to let him kind of go into that and describe um, some tips that he has for working with other people. Yeah, and and Jared, I I absolutely love this topic because it it really comes down to leadership principles and building and identifying the strengths of the members of your team. And so, uh, a a quick and clear analogy would be for uh, fans of American football. So if you look at the offense of an American football team, you have your linemen, you have your quarterback, you have your running backs, and you also have your wide receivers. Um, and now, obviously, you can you can tell just by their physical stature that these individual players or these units of players have different strengths. Um, of course, your linemen are are your big six five, six six, six seven, six eight, um, three hundred and fifty pound dudes that are going to be able to to block against the the defensive linemen. And then you have your quarterback, who is essentially the engineer of the team the the brain of the team that's calling audibles in in trying to understand the layout and how to get the ball forward and then of course you have your running backs and your wide receivers who who can either catch the ball they're they're very quick and the t- the offensive team works together because of those different strengths and now if you take those individual units of players and switch them around and you have your wide receivers playing as linemen it's not going to work out very well. The defensive line that they're blocking against is going to run right through them. And directly relating to music and what I'm working on is over the past uh, month, I've developed a collective of artists with the hopes that the collaboration process allows us to bring our unique value propositions to the table to utilize our strengths to make high quality music and to make music quickly. Uh, so on this team, we have, um, we have phenomenal keys players. We have phenomenal producers. We have a trumpet player. We have guitarists. We have myself playing the saxophone. And now what that allows us to do is focus on our strengths, not only our, our, our musically creative strengths, but also our most efficient tasks. And so if I'm collaborating with another producer and artist, the easiest and quickest way for me to add to a track is by recording saxophone. Um, similarly with a, with a horn player, um, he, he's also a phenomenal producer, but for the sake of this collective, his only role at this point is to play trumpet and to record horn lines um, because he can produce but we already have other phenomenal producers on the team that fill that role. But those other producers, they can't play the trumpet. And so we're leveraging his skill as a horn player to be able to quickly record over what the producers um, create. And you can do this. You, you, don't, you don't necessarily even have to think about it as building your own collective or your own label of artists. You can just utilize this tactic by identifying the individuals within your network who may be able to help you push your project forward. Um, Another great example is high-performance producers with with Jared and I. And so not only is this skills-based in regards to identifying other people's strengths, but even even just the way in which we perceive the world. Because there's, there's classic different personality types and for those who have studied leadership or who want to study leadership, there's, um, there, there's like the Meyer Briggs test. There's true colors. There's, there's ways to identify 
individuals based on uh, based on their personality traits. And with Jared and I, Jared is engineer. He, he he's an engineer. Um, I, I guess Jared, I'm, I'm talking to you right now, so I can just uh, address you. But um, you have that that engineering, mathematical, processed oriented mindset. Um, where the way in which I think is probably a little bit more, more sporadic, um, more in the clouds, but good ideas come from that route. And both of us, I I can definitely, I can become process oriented, but that's your strength, right? And you can definitely come up with brilliant and macro level ideas. Um, and, and so it's, it's, I essentially finding individuals with diverse perspectives who are going to point out, um, either opportunities or flaws in your ideas. And you can really start to, to fill in the gaps in which that you're in, in that you may be missing. Um, and it's a ton of fun, you know, every Jared and I, we, we sit down for a lot of conversations, just bouncing ideas back and forth. And we do that intentionally knowing that either one of us is going to bring something new to the table or think about, uh, a certain project or a strategy, um, from a, from a different, different point of reference, which is, uh, I mean, it's invaluable to, in regards to, to working on a team. Uh, and then my last example is my electronic uh, music project, Crystal Grid. And funny enough, his name is Jared as well. It's spelt with a, with a G. Um, but he, he also has that analytical perspective. And we, we think about the world in, in very different ways. Essentially, we perceive the world in, in different ways just because that's, that's how our personality types align. But for him, he's a, he's a graphic designer. He's really good at mixing. He's good at mastering where I just love to sit down at Ableton and, and create um, that, that initial creation process for him, when he sees a blank Ableton file, he freezes, he, he doesn't enjoy that process. But for me, my favorite, my favorite part of the creation process is seeing a blank slate and, and similarly utilizing our strengths. I can get a track to 60, 70, 80% of the way finished, but then I can package it up and send it to him knowing that he's going to fill in the gaps and it's going to be high quality music. So in conclusion, it's it's really all about identifying and leveraging your own personal strengths and then the strengths of those in your network. And of course, there is no network without relationship building and relationship management. So I'm going to kick it back over to Jared just to talk about how how you can maintain and and optimize your network. Yeah, 100%. And I think just to kind of Go back onto what you said for one second. The way you described that whole like yin yang relationship, so to speak, of finding the balance between everyone's strengths is such an eloquent way to put it. And I think you really hit the nail on the head. And people should definitely re-listen to that whole section to make sure they they get into that and take some some notes for for say. But with that being said, we're going to get into again uh, relationship building and being intentional with that relationship and making sure that you have an actual plan for it. Not in the sense of um, what you're going to do today, but having a long-term plan and making sure that you're not just thinking about what I'm going to do today, so to speak. Even though we always talk about when you're t- when you're looking at goals and things like that, you want to keep in mind what you're actually able to accomplish today and not think too big and too daunting. On the flip side of that, when we're talking about building relationships, you do kind of want to think in the long term and how you're going to be able to make this into a really... Uh, 
blossom the relationship, so to speak, and really branch out and use that to create, again, this network that we, we were speaking about earlier. Um, and the best way that I like to think about this is you don't want to be a, a leaky bucket and you don't want to have people that come into your bucket and then fall out. And when we talk about relationships, I probably should have stated at the beginning, it's not only just the people that, such as Cody, your actual friends, the people that you're trying to reach out to, um, people like that, but it's also your the people that are, are your users, the people that are your students, the people that are part of your team that are coming through and maybe downloading a pack that are coming through and listening to your album that are coming through and getting your merchandise, whatever that happens to be for yourself. You want to, those are people that you also have to keep this in mind of how you're building a relationship with them and how to make them not feel like they're just there's just this one touch and then they're forgotten about they just got this one thing and then you never reach out to them again and this is a mistake that I've definitely fallen victim to in the past um, and I've realized and which is another reason why this bullet is uh, coming up now is to again say that you don't want to be that that leaky bucket to come back to to that example I was giving which is when you get all those people that are coming in you don't want them to be just leaking out in the sense of you'll never be able to really fill the bucket you'll just keep getting people in who then fall out, you'll keep churning is what it's typically called. Um, and this is a really big problem for, again, building this relationship. People only think about the first touch, that first time that they download the pack, in my case, or the first time that they listen to your album, and they never think about how they're going to do anything afterwards. And the reason being is because, again, they don't have this plan of how they're going to uh, build this relationship, take them through um, this intentional journey for the, for the customer, for the user, for the person on the team, and making sure that, again, there's some sort of end results, some sort of end goal that's a win-win for everybody involved. And the three things that I like to think about in terms of creating some sort of plan for yourself, so now to put this in terms of a strategy, it would be to have what's called like a before unit, a during unit, and an after unit. And this is similar to like a baseball pitching staff, for example, or uh, a teams in general, which is where you have this before or like the the leading up to an, an event. In this case, it might be leading up to listening to your album, listening up to a podcast before they go and purchase that uh, piece of merchandise, whatever it is, the things that you have to do to get them to that point. Um, to make sure that you're, again, building the relationship, building rapport, making sure that they feel comfortable so that when they do eventually click, maybe I want this sweatshirt, I want the Crystal Grid sweatshirt, so I'm going to go purchase that. And when they go to the site, um, now they're in the, the during unit because they've actually uh, become a part of your community or they've listened to your album and maybe they joined your Discord or because they pre-saved your track or whatever it happens to be for your particular way that you're doing music. And now that you have them in the during unit, this is where people usually fall short. It's that they get them into this and then there's no after part. They've provided this great during experience. You got the sweatshirt. Now you love the sweatshirt. You listen to the album. You love the album. You're part of the community and you love the community. But then what do you actually do with that? And this is where, again, this after unit comes in or the person that continuously builds the long-term relationship. And there are a lot of ways that you can go about doing that. Um, some easy ways to do it are for example, putting out a, a weekly or monthly email or maybe putting out something that's free, that's a, a free resource every single month or putting out a lot of pieces of content to just continuously build relations or um, for actual, for, for example, between me and Cody, me and Cody message each other all the time and just like continuously or, or talking. And everyone in our network, we continuously do that with as well. So again, it's not just for the, the people that are maybe your users or the people downloading the thing or listening to the project. It's also for the people that you're um, 
in your closer network, so to speak, and how to build that closer network or how to put people from, again, the, the first step, which is just first downloading something or first meeting you with the first message that you send to reach out to somebody and then putting them through a process in which you know that you can build a real relationship with them so that it's a, a win-win situation, which I keep referring to at the end of the day because there's no value in something if it's not a win-win situation for both people involved. And you need to make sure, again, when you're coming up with this plan, that at the end of the day, everyone that's going through it, it comes out with some feeling of uh, being more resourceful than when they first went into it. They learn something new or they're able to uh, go back and forth again. Like I learned, as Cody was, was stating before, I learned so much stuff from from what Cody says. And also just having that back and forth relationship of being able to talk on and off the camera, you know, and uh, pass ideas and do things that I might not have thought of. Uh, as Cody said, he's a little, definitely a little more creative than me in that sense and can come up with a lot more ideas and, and bigger, broader uh, ideas in that sense. And we really, he's also a lot more energetic in terms of the, the, the podcast. He definitely brings the thunder is, is what I like to say. And I'm, I kind of, as he said, a little more uh, strategic in the, in, in, uh, or at least tried to be. doesn't mm-hmm. always come off that way, <laughs> but that's, that's the, the, the end goal. So with that being said, to kind of just wrap up, uh, it's you want to have some sort of process. You want to have a before, a during, and an after unit in which you create these intentional relationships and make sure that you're building the relationships that people aren't just falling out of the bucket, so to speak, and that you're not being forgotten about. But with that being said, those are the, the three strategies that we have to help you grow your music network. As we talked about, it's a lot about having a team uh, as Cody said, is reaching out to the right people and understanding when you reach out to them what their strengths are in particular and how you guys are going to mend together and make sure that you guys are gelling in the right way to produce the most efficient and effective product at the end of that. And the last thing that I just blabbered on about a little bit was intentional relationship building and making sure that when people come to you that they actually stick and they don't just fall off and they don't uh, become another person that only saw you once and then forgot about you afterwards. You want to be somebody that's consistently showing up and again, consistently building the relationship, consistently reaching out and giving props when props are due to people that are in your close network and making sure that you're always lifting people up because uh, all ships rise in high tide, as I believe the saying goes. So with that being said, anything else you want to add, Cody? Uh, Jared, just just really quick, I just want to encourage everybody to to have fun with this process because it's uh, it, it's both a introspective and uh, personal self reflection process where where you you really have that opportunity to figure out wait ask yourself what are my strengths what am I really good at and how can I provide value to others and then similarly you can just ask the same of your network it's uh, I. I guess potentially there, some people may perceive that negative connotation of like looking at your strengths and weaknesses, but, but be strategic and be honest with yourself and figure out what those are. And, um, just like we were talking about in, in regards to our relationship, Jared, like it's, it's beautiful that we're different and it's, it, it, it's so beneficial to both of us that we think in different ways and we have different personality types, because like I said before, we, we fill in the gaps for each other, which makes us both better individuals, best, better musicians, better business owners. So for everybody tuning in, make sure to just, just make sure to really dive in, invest and enjoy this process because you, you'll undoubtedly become a a better holistic person through this journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said it for sure. Make sure that you work on yourself, especially on 
going on the journey in itself is a way that you are working on yourself, as you said, and investing the time and making sure that you really dig deep into figuring out how you're going to, again, create, in this case, the, the, the music that you enjoy and creating a, people, a network of people that you enjoy that surround you and can really, again, lift you up and make sure that everyone's doing well at the end of the day. So with that said, definitely check out our other episodes. And if you want to hit us up, definitely check out my man Cody at Chilled Samples and check out us at High Performance Producers on Instagram. Send us a message if you want. And peace. Peace. Peace.